You're listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at our Fishtown congregation. For more information on Sunday meetings and cells, visit circleofhope.church. Thanks for listening. The brilliant Bethany Stewart is going to come share some things with us. <laughs> Snaps! nervous because I procrastinated with writing this sermon. I had the thoughts in my mind and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this and then I'm going to talk about that and a little bit of this too. And I finally wrote it down this morning and I started sobbing as I was writing it. And I was like, oh no, I, and this is really tender for me. I'm going to sob in front of all my friends and they're going to be like, Bethany's really lost it. <laughs> so, So that's what's going on for me right now. So will you please, as community members, pray for me, pray for my strength and my peace, because my story is really tender, even as I, and here it goes, my nightmare, even as I'm explaining this to you, I feel that coming up. So I'm sure you guys have all seen me cry before I'm a crier. But with that, so, Like I said, my name is Bethany. I think I recognize everybody's faces here, but if you're not familiar with me, I have been a part of our community. I have been in the uh, circle sphere, as I call it, for the last seven years. I've been a part of a cell since 2014. Um, I've been a covenant member since 2016. I've dabbled in leadership on and off since about 2016, 2017. I lead the Circle Mobilizing Because Black Lives Matter team. Um, And I do a few things here and there all over the place in other capacities. So I think that's why Johnny um, asked me to chat with you guys today. I also kind of want to give you a caution that more than this is like a talk. I know we use the language talk at Circle of Hope. Um, More than it's a talk, and really I mean sermon, I think it's an expression of um, my experience over the last 18 months. So I hope you can learn from that. Um, I hope it teaches you something about your experience, but I wouldn't go into this thinking that I'm going to give you a dynamic sermon. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. So don't have your hopes there. Um, yeah. So let's start by getting ourselves a little bit centered and comfortable. So if you want to uncross your legs, maybe plant your feet on the ground in the dirt, settle yourself in your seat and maybe close your eyes or soften your gaze if that makes you more comfortable. And then take a deep breath in and release that breath. And go ahead and take another breath in and then release that breath again. Now, bring to mind one of your favorite images in your life. Maybe it's a vacation spot. Maybe it's being near a family member in the midst of family or your children or a partner. Maybe it's an image from 
your childhood. But bring that to your mind. Maybe put your hand on your chest and connect with that image and the tenderness, the sweetness, whatever, whatever it is that you're feeling and breathe that in. And release that breath. Now breathe that in one more time. And release it one more time. And now, journey with me and envision yourself in the place of the writer of Psalms 23. I picked this one because it's one of my favorite scriptures that is pretty imagery-centered. So imagine yourself in the place of this journey here. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right path for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valleys, I will fear no evil. For you, God, are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So come back with me. I really, I really, really love the imagery in this scripture. One, because it's just beautiful to picture and it's super poetic, but it really paints a picture that you can come up with in your head. As a kid, um, I was homeschooled and my mom being the very religious woman that she was taught me how to read by using the King James version of the Bible. So I always joke that I had a British accent for like the first 10 years of my life. Um, but as a kid, I would picture a little cartoon version of myself. And if I'm telling the truth, I'm still a cartoon version of myself in my head. Um, but I typically would picture this cartoon version of myself moving through each image of this scripture, being in a green pasture, um, being beside still water and having God accompany me in each part of this image. And I also had this uh, TBN cartoon image of God in my head next to me throughout it as well. And for the last 18 months, we've experienced a less beautiful scenario in our lives. We've all been a part of this collective suffering that's known as the COVID-19 pandemic. I remember tracking the virus. Is that bee still around me? Cause it's a wrap if it is. Do you guys still see a bee? Okay, see this is the problem with preaching outside. I'm scared of bugs, right? I'll run, that'll be the end of the sermon. Y'all can get what you get from what I said cause I'm out of here. Um, but thank you, keep me, keep me alert if something comes around again. So for the last 18 months, we've been experiencing this collective suffering 
together. I can remember when I first started hearing about the uh, coronavirus uh, in China around December of 2019. And I remember as they were talking about it and saying how they didn't know how it was spreading, I remember thinking, this is not good. I've never seen anything like this before. Hopefully it doesn't come over here to America. And then the coronavirus started uh, ravishing um, Europe. I remember it in Italy and the death tolls. I remember 600 being one of the numbers at one point. And I remember thinking, uh, let me look around. I remember thinking, oh shit, it's coming to America, right? I knew that it was gonna be on its way and how are we gonna prepare for this moment, right? I remember feeling so much fear. And I remember thinking if it comes to America, it will decimate the black community. It will disproportionately affect my people and the people that I service um, in my North Philadelphia neighborhood. It's going, ah, there are children here and I cussed. I'm sorry, guys. I hope I hope that, that they'll be able to move through that. Um, okay, good. Um, yeah, so I remember feeling so much fear and anxiousness. And then when it finally came here and my job sent us home for two weeks, I knew that it wasn't just gonna be two weeks. I had been watching Europe for months. I thought that it would be maybe three months, right? And that when the summer came, people would start feeling better and we would be back in our offices. And then here we are, 18 months later, having church outside. The last 18 months for me have been an absolute mess. And it's felt like felt like I couldn't catch a break. And I'm sure many of you have felt that too, that you just can't catch your breath. I lost my part-time job that was supplementing my income. And it was also just the only job that I knew. It, I, it sucked, I hated it, but it was what I was comfortable with. There was no more leaving my house. I'm an extrovert, I like to be around people. There was no more leaving my house for work or church. I was just in the isolation of my home that I just purchased. I was less than a year, really just a few months out of a mentally abusive relationship. And you know what, I was trying to get my groove back. And the pandemic shut getting my groove back, shut it down. And the uncertainty and the unpredictability of this virus in the political climate, the heightened intensity of, of the racial reckoning that happened in, in America last year and all of the um, left and the right, I just felt myself in this constant state of anxiety and fear. And I remember at the beginning of the pandemic when we had the shutdowns, I remember having this fear come up that what if something happens to my parents, specifically my mother, who I'm very close to? What if something happens to them? And I can't touch them. I remember having that fear at the beginning of the pandemic. And then, then in October of 2020, that fear came to fruition. On October 28th of 2020, 
after seven months of isolation, after so much time of being separated from, from our families and our friends and being able to be connected. My sweet mother was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. And I remember feeling like, God, why have you abandoned me? What did I do wrong? What, what do I need to fix? In fact, it's not me, God. It's you. I started talking to God like a bad boyfriend. You've been acting up. You don't come home on time. I don't know where you're at. So you figure it out, God. You figure out a new way for us to relate to each other because I'm mad at you. My mom's a Christian woman. I'm a Christian woman. We've had faith for years and years. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to my mom is what I felt. I asserted to God that if we were going to continue to be in relationship with one another, that I needed him to figure it out, how we can start new. I wasn't the same Bethany Stewart. Our world wasn't the same world. I was different. So God, figure out how to relate to me and who I am and in the Bethany Stewart that I am today after all this suffering for a year. What I learned in those moments of feeling lonely and abandoned by God, I learned how loving and excited God gets to meet us in new ways. He took my anger and my fury and my loneliness and got excited to find a way to, to get to know the Bethany that I was in at the end of 2020 and going into 2021. God's excited to meet us in our darkness, in our changes, in the weariness of our souls. He wants to meet us and journey with us in new ways. And in fact, he's already there in those new ways, waiting for us to see him, waiting for us to notice him, waiting to smile back at us. God was excited to meet me in new ways too. As winter loosened its grip on our region, I hate the winter time, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I started gardening. I had garden, I hate the summer too, I also think the summer's ridiculous. Um, I started gardening again, and I had gardened a bit in 2020. Of course, I had so many hobbies in 2020. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen all of them. Um, but I kept to gardening. That was something that I really liked, and I wanted to develop more in this year. I love the smell of the dirt and how rich the soil is visually. And sometimes I would put my hand in the soil and see a worm squirming and scream, you know? I love that. I love the mystery of whether a plant was going to survive me or not in my overzealous watering. I've said this before, but apparently plants don't feel more loved being watered every day, whatever, you know? And I loved watching the bumblebees dance between uh, my plant flowers, my cucumber plants and my tomato plant flowers. I thought it was this beautiful dance. It almost looked like a performance, especially for me. God revealed to me the richness 
of nature and reminded me of his faithfulness to the birds and the bees and the grass and the plants and that he had that same faithfulness and love for me. My backyard has served as this oasis for God to meet me in my suffering. For God to meet me as I water my plants and care for them in the same way that God wants to care for us. God has met me in the criminess of the dirt that I felt overwhelm me. God is meeting me and wanting me in every stage of my journey, no matter how dark it is, no matter how ugly it is. He's seeking us too. And even in my anger, I had to recognize God is seeking me and I want to seek him too. So my backyard has been that for me. I'm just going to lift my phone so I can see it better. It's been a place where I know I can rest and lean on the Holy Spirit in the stillness of my yard. God is always talking to me in that space. God is always talking to me in that space where I'm at in my journey right now. He's always with me in it. Every step I take, God is present with me. Even if I don't feel it, he's there. He's excited. He's waiting and he's wanting me to. So that's been the reminder for me this year that God's waiting and wanting me to meet him and to be met by him, to have my needs met by him in new ways. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, visit our website at circleofhope.church. Thanks again for listening.